0: I'm Robbie McDonald,
1: And I'm Jordan Lane.
0: We're two writers who've been friends for 15 years. Recently, we both discovered we have the shared experience of figuring out we have ADHD in midlife.
1: Holy Shit, I Have ADHD is a platform for adults discovering their neurodivergence, as well as a way to spread awareness of ADHD.
0: This is a podcast about ADHD, hosted by two people with ADHD.
1: While each episode has a general theme, our meandering trains of thought mean we often cover several other themes in the process.
0: We are not experts, Simply two people sharing their experiences of discovering their ADHD in midlife.
1: If you suspect you or someone you know may have ADHD, speaking to a medical professional should be part of your discovery journey.
0: Excellent. I definitely see the, the stabby little lines there, so that's great. My voice is stabby sounding when I look at it in Audacity. It's always like really spiky. And I'm, I'm sure lots of people like, that's just how it looks. But I always see myself as having a stabby voice
1: so weird it's funny there's like certain things now that i'm that i'm learning to recognize in the waveform like um uh you know um a there's there's what there's one thing that you do from time to time where it's like uh Mm. a bit of a throat clear and then a there's always like the tongue click right after. Do I really? <laughs> and I've, I've started, I've, I've started to recognize that, that pattern of like, oh, this, this is what a throat clear followed by a, <laughs> a tongue click looks like. Uh, and like, so I just like, okay, look for one of those, cut that, cut that, cut that, blah, blah, blah. It's very, uh, you don't
0: even have to listen to it. It's just like, Mm-mm.
1: no, it, it It gets scientific.
0: Like something like, wow, that's great, actually. Yeah, like when I do Kim's, I know what her like, what she does is, mm, mm, mm," and she hates that. So I just, I know how they look now and I just like cut it out without having to. Totally. Yeah, the throat clear thing. I hope that's not going to be too bad today because we're coming into like the kind of rainy seasons, so there's more dust around and like mm-hmm. the allergies tend to kind of act up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is I was listening to Gabor Maté on a podcast and he does the thing that I know I do too when he's talking. Sometimes he, cl- like, there's a, a lip-smacking mm. sound and I know I'm, like, chronic for that. I try not to and I'm trying to get better at it, especially if I have, like, my mouth is dry or and I'm kind of like... <sniffs> and then I start talking and I'm... And I don't even know, but yeah, I was just keenly aware of that listening to another, you know, to that other podcast. That uh, you know, it's just kind of if you've been talking all day and your mouth gets dry, it does that kind of thing. You don't do that. I never noticed you do the. Lip oh, smack. I, I
1: definitely do. Um, yeah, and and especially when I'm thinking, like if you if you ask me a question, it'll always be oh, uh, <laughs> I, and and like that's that that I, it's always a kind of tongue click as I'm thinking of things or figuring out kind of how to respond. Um, mm. but yeah, that's sp- the dry mouth thing is funny though, because that's something I've definitely noticed is like, there's been a few episodes where, um, I'll just like, you know, I'll talk for four minutes straight as I sometimes do. And then like, mm. I can hear in the last like 40 seconds, it's like, oh man, this is sounding harsh. Like my dude needs a drink right now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and be a little bit more, uh, on top of, on top of w- watering myself, like the beautiful little plant that I am. So
0: yeah, stay hydrated moncera jordan
1: (laughs) (laughs) so how was your weekend
0: um it was pretty good yeah two good nights of sleep in a row which always makes me feel like i won the lottery um (laughs) and yeah just really chill like we uh went out walking around (laughs) ate some food um saturday was beautiful we had a gorgeous day so it was just nice to just kind of like be out in the in the autumnal kind of vibes. Um, It's a little strange though. And I just, I said something about this on Twitter. Did I say it on Twitter? I don't remember where I said it in an email. Actually, I was answering Shannon's email today. And I realized that because of the heat dome that we had this summer, a lot of the trees were so distressed that they just kind of have, they've been conserving all their energy. So Mm. we're not going to get the, I think as much of the usual beauty that we get in October and September, because a lot of the leaves have just, dropped already yeah and so we were walking along and it was like oh no, oh that tree's like brown and dead and it's forlorn looking and it's like september 25th all right um so there's that there's that feeling of like something's wrong mm. like i feel i feel pretty good and grounded emotionally i feel like excited about the community capacity thing starting tomorrow Um, I had a really great conversation with the assistant director of the program on the weekend. Awesome. And the woman who kind of co-created that program, I think her name is Laura. I haven't met her yet. It turns out she had a similar experience to me at the same organization that I worked at. Oh, wow. And her response to that was to create this program Uh, to teach people how to truly be community capacity builders instead of just be performative about it and just raise money for people that are already rich. So I thought that was cool. No kidding. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that because I had deliberately left that detail out of my application because I was nervous because where I used to work is so embedded everywhere. Right. Um, But as it turns out, there's lots of people that have... This is, you know, there's, there's a number of people that have had similar experiences that are doing something in response to that. Um, And that just gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, Um, It it makes me know that I'm going to be in a safe space too, when I'm there to be Mm -hmm. able to freely express my, my history and what my real values are and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I feel pretty, pretty stoked, pretty excited about things. Um, Mercury retrograde started though, So. Yeah, gird your lines, folks. gird your <laughs> lines. Jesus. How about you?
1: <laughs> it was uh it was busy and good. Um, but yeah, unexpectedly busy. So I decided on a pretty last minute whim on Friday to sign up for um I've mentioned on the show before uh, Dusty Chapora, she's a coach um mm. so she's doing this kind of ADHD boot camp thing um that started ah. this past week and it goes through till next weekend. Uh so it's kind of, you know, like basically getting kind of out of the hole on physical organization as well as like informational mm. organization, um, you know, helping to build habits and structures to kind of keep that stuff keep yourself from getting into a hole again, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so, so I was working through that, uh, Saturday and yesterday. Um, and yeah, and that was like, you know, that was eight hour days, both days. And so, uh, wow. if I'm being honest with myself, I haven't had to do that for a bit and I was fucking conked after, um, Saturday, mm. Saturday, we wrapped up, uh, 6 PM my time and about six thirty, I was like. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay down for half an hour before I make dinner because I'm like so conked. And then I woke up at two. Wow. <laughs> I just like I, I just I just slept for like eight hours right there after the course ended. And then like, oh great, it's two in the morning, what the fuck am I gonna do now? But oh, on the man. other hand, it was like, you know, it obviously did take a lot out of me just because like I said, I haven't really had to to be on a Zoom that long, be kind of doing that much stuff, but um yeah, it's, it's, it was really good. Um, you know, her facilitation's mm-hmm. great. And then um, I was talking a little bit about body doubling recently on the show. And of course, you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's, it's effective if you've got like one or two people around, two or three, like I usually do on these sessions that I've been logging into. But this group, I mean, there's like 32 or something people there. So there's like, you know, mm. you, you, you can't help but when you see this kind of flurry of activity going on on your screen that it's like... Oh yeah, I want to try and like not keep pace, but you know, like I want to be doing stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so so it was good, uh, an intense couple of days, but a but a productive couple of days. Um, but that was that was the bulk of my weekend was taken up with that stuff. So
0: wow, yeah. mm-hmm. that's so cool that you're doing that though, because I feel like when I had the budget, I would like to kind of get into that some more. <laughs> um like for me it's just like the messiness of where I put things on my computer and I know you had like this system that you explained to me which I've not retained like about like when you're storing things and like yeah I really need to like you know information trees or whatever they're called need to like get a better sense of that because I just call things the most random things and then I even have like multiple folders for the same thing with different names you know you know, it's like the Holy Shit podcast, the Holy Shit High have ADHD podcast, the Holy Shit Jordan podcast, the Holy, like, and it's just like, none of yeah. it makes any sense. Um, but it does at the time for me, it makes all the sense in the world, right? So yeah, I just, I would like to kind of get, get into that a little bit more so that when projects get a little bit more complex and long going, that I am able to retrieve what I've created. Mm -hmm. You know, like when even when I was writing the thing for the Patreon page, I know I've started that three times. I just don't know what the fuck I called them. I couldn't find any of them. So then I just like when I was in the, like when I had warmed up doing some other work, I was like, well, I'm just going to do it now. And then I'll call it something obvious so I know what it is and then put it up in the air table so that it's like at least in more than one place. (laughs) Locate the damn thing. Good grief.
1: So I, I, I literally can't remember right now if I told this story on the show last week or not. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's such a thing as far as like you, you talked about, you've started this thing three times, but you don't know where it is. That's like, that's the funniest thing about trying to kind of develop these habits and develop consistency and develop systems is when you're so used to flying by the seat of your pants that you forget about the times when you use the systems, um, So Mm -hmm. like I I was the other day when I was uh, uh, prepping for my first one of these improv classes, I was like freaking the fuck out because I couldn't find any of my previous lesson plans uh, that I was using. And I was searching through my hard drive, like improv, class, all these different keywords and not coming up with anything. And that's Mm. because I had the foresight six months ago when I was developing all this stuff to do it in Airtable so that it would be accessible from everywhere, so that it wouldn't get lost, so that it wouldn't be something like... Oh, I can't remember what I named this file and now I can't find it. But the problem is is that I didn't remember that I had done this like easy great <laughs> thing for myself already. You know, it's like it's like mm-hmm. when I would when I would tear the house apart trying to find my keys, and it's like, oh, what fucking asshole hung them on the key peg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's classic. That you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like keys and the thing that says keys? Oh god, damn, yeah, you like, mean they're not the on top of the bridge? Right. Yeah. Why did I, did I put them in the fridge? I actually, I actually put a jar of peanut butter in the sink the other day. I don't know why I did that. It's just like there, I guess that's where I want the peanut butter to be. <laughs> it was one of the days I was really, really tired. And then, then I came back into the kitchen. I was like, well, what did I just like, why did I think that was where that went? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah.
1: I, I have done so many of those over the years, just with like the weirdest things. Keys are a perfect example. There have been days when, I will be tearing my house apart and my keys are like literally in the fridge because like I had my keys in my hand and I was like, no, before I leave the house, I got to grab my water bottle. So I like grab my water bottle out of the fridge and then like just put the keys in the fridge because that's, <laughs> you know, like clearly I'm I'm at this, this place, I have this object in my hand. The two of these must interrelate somehow. So i better just put the keys in the fridge uh, yeah. and then, and then lose my mind because I have no idea where the keys are, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty classic. I'm sure there's <laughs> folks out there going, "Oh yeah, yeah," put yeah. the keys in the dryer or wherever. Just like it, just like where your brain is, just so like fixated on something else mm-hmm. um, that you don't. Yeah, you don't remember where to put things. <laughs> um, and so, but today we're talking a little bit about um, defining our own success, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you kind of brought up last week? Do you want to kind of Set us up a little bit to talk about that. Sure. Yeah. So,
1: so basically, um, so I guess we'll we'll do a little bit of celebration first here. Um, Mm -hmm. So, what 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 is bringing up this idea of comparison and defining our own ideas of success is that um, we hit another little milestone on the show recently. Um, We have, as of this past weekend, hit a whopping 20,000 plays of our little podcast, Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, on your various podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked about that.
0: Me too. I'm absolutely thrilled. I think it's even more. I haven't looked at it today. Um, but I was, yeah, I was so thrilled to see that because that just means, yeah, it just means so much that, like that number in our kind of age of everything having to be scaled might not seem that large. But in my mind, that's like a lot of different people that are feeling less isolated and alone in, in hearing us share our experiences. Um, and that, that is exactly why we're doing this thing. Right. It's uh, it's not a, it's not a vanity project. We're not doing it to build our brand or, you know, like whatever, to be popular out that can website that I hate, but like, you know, like um, it's, yeah it just means so much that 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 kind of intimacy that that we're modeling and talking about week after week uh is is helping other people feel less freakish in their in their neurodivergence right mm-hmm. so yeah 20,000 is a big deal to me
1: i think so it that that's a huge number in my mind and and you know what's what's cool too is you know you can kind of see we've got average right now usually about 300 people that listen to an episode when it comes out that's kind of our our recurring audience and that's that's not nothing that's like that's a lot of people i'd be very hard pressed to name 300 people that i know in my life um and and yeah Mm -hmm. so it's just, just that's just great to think that you know us getting together and and having a little chat every week is is either helping or entertaining or just providing food for thought for, you know, 300 people week after week. That's super cool.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And knowing, you know, like even that, you know, like my mom listens to it, you know, like, and, and your dad was just saying too, and like our families um, are learning a little bit more about <clears throat> how our brains work, how how their brains work, whether or not, you know, my mom believes that she has is on the spectrum of it somewhere Mm. um, and how that's impacted her life Uh, that's that's really amazing to me because it's opened up this different level of intimacy with us when we talk with each other because she listens to you and I talk about things that I wouldn't tell her directly in a conversation on the phone because i generally would just be checking in with how she's doing and maybe keep it kind of top level. Yeah. I wouldn't do that kind of deep dive like you and I do. And so that's really interesting to me as well, like how that's kind of helped us to, I think, kind of deepen our relationship and, um, and yeah, it's pretty cool that way. I think, because mm-hmm. n- that was never my intention. In fact, I didn't ever think that my mom would listen to the show. It's just that Oswaldo posted it on his Facebook page and she saw that I didn't send mm-hmm. it to her or anything, and and then she just like binged on it. Um, <clears throat> she's been on the break because she's been doing some other things, but yeah, that's been really cool. That's a really unexpected, wonderful side effect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's really great, and um, you know, I I fully did expect my parents to listen because you know, uh, that's that's. I, I can say a lot of things about my folks, but one thing I can't say is that they aren't supportive. Um, you know, they were mm. always at, at shows when I had a show with a band or, you know, when I was doing improv back in high school, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah. uh, where was I going with that shoot? Um, but yeah, so so uh, having both people that we know, of course, check it out and and get mm. a little bit more kind of insight into who we are and how to relate to us and and yeah strengthening that relationship through listening to conversations that you're not necessarily involved in you know um mm-hmm. so so that's super interesting and then yeah there's there's obviously this whole other set of strangers that we have no uh no uh, affiliation with that are also kind of checking this out and and finding stuff to relate to and that's yeah i'm just so mm. flattered and so grateful that um yeah, that 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 people are are listening and finding it useful because you know, as Robbie said, uh, I don't think either of us expected this to be much more than than the two of us kind of talking to each other and and you know doing a little bit of thinking out loud uh, every every mm-hmm. here and there. But yeah, it's um it's it's not you know, uh, we're not on Joe Rogan's, uh, success level yet, but,
0: uh, <laughs> I don't you know, even like that guy.
1: I'm no, I mean either. Him. He sucks, but he's, he's, the, he's, <laughs> he's the number one guy out there right now for this kind of stuff. So, right, um, yeah. but yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're finding value in, in just doing this stuff. I think that if literally no one listened, it would still be worth it for you and I to do uh, every week just because we get so much out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and and it's great that that other people are finding it valuable too. So thank you, everyone.
0: Yes, definitely. Thank you for listening. And Jordan, you point to something that I think is so important um, that kind of ties in with, my, with what um, maybe it does. I don't know if I'm connecting the right dots here. I guess I'll start with where I was going to start and then maybe go to the other sure. thing that just popped into my head that um, when you start making something for the sake of making it and for your own kind of personal fulfillment, um, then there's a richness to it that is much more rewarding than if you're making something specifically for who you think an audience is going to be. And because of my background in a little bit of marketing and communications, I, I, I just know kind of the folly of making safe banal things because that's what everyone thinks and, you know, whatever kind of like financial output or, you know, like whatever metrics and all that stuff. And then this like really safe, boring content gets made. Um, But the fact that, you know, you and I have been doing this from the beginning with that very specific idea of like, we were just going to be learning and kind of sharing our thoughts and our experiences with each other. And, and that, that kind of um, sincerity and authenticity is what people generally will, will, gravitate towards, right? Um, But the other thing that I was thinking of, and I've been thinking about it since I heard about it last week, uh, was when Michaela Cole was giving her um, acceptance speech at the Emmys. And she said, you know, don't be afraid to disappear for a while to sit with what it is that you need to know and learn and write about whatever your output. And I'm totally butchering it, because she's so poetic, I could never speak like her. Um, But um, the idea that she was saying like everybody's more, so much more concerned with like popularity and that kind of thing instead of the actual like the nitty gritty and the, um, the messiness of making things. Um, and that's just kind of sitting with me. And the irony was is like how many memes ended up flying around social media after that. And I was watching another interview with her and she was saying that, you know, she used to use Instagram, but she had to stop so that she could get the writing done. Um, And she's just uses Twitter now basically to broadcast. She doesn't really interact much, but she said like that's, that becomes the thing that overwhelms the creative process and like the real making of things because you're constantly reacting to people you might never meet. Um, And that's one of the things I love about the community kind of developing around what we're doing is that it's almost always a private message or a voice message, not so much social media comments. It's people that um, want to really connect and they, they're they sharing parts of themselves with us. Um, they're not doing it for their personal brand, right? Like it's like people just hear what we talk about and they say, oh my God, me too, or I recognize something in myself in what you're saying. I have a question about this. And that to me has so much more meaning um, than somebody, you know, I mean, it's not that I'm saying don't, you know, don't interact with us when we post on, you know, our limited social channels. But it's just, to me, it has more value when somebody makes the effort to send an email or leave us a voice message. Those things inherently to me mean Mm -hmm. more. I don't know about you, but yeah. Yeah. um, I I I think that (laughs)
1: that. Sorry, what was it?
0: I just kind of, I don't know. I meandered there quite a bit, but I'm just shaking my head. Oh, that's Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, No, I was going to say, I think that that does make a lot of sense, Um, uh, both, you know... I don't know if there's if there's something else to it. But um, I think that part of why we get that stuff that way is because people I I think a lot of people in our audience are still kind of figuring this stuff out and or kind of Mm. coming to terms with it. So some people may be shy about dropping a public comment off of their Instagram or their Mm. Twitter and having, you know, people other than us see it. Um, So, you know, it would make sense from, you know, a kind of Infosec standpoint that they might be, uh, mm. uh, relying on emails and DMS and stuff more. Um, but yeah, but I, I think that it's great that however people want to kind of interact or get involved, that's fantastic. So, um, yeah, absolutely. yeah, so that's, that's our little kind of thing that we're celebrating today is, is a whopping 20,000 plays on the first 30 or so episodes. We just started this thing in January. Isn't that crazy?
0: I know. It's so wild. Yeah. It's, nine it's, months and change. Like Has it been that long?
1: Well, it's so into September. It's the 27th today, so.
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. You know what I saw that Jesse Locke posted on on Twitter last week that just totally stuck with me? What's that? (laughs) He said, time is a flat banana. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just like, that's how we feel right now. Time is a flat banana. I just, yeah. What? It's September? I don't even, Yeah tomorrow like october is what saturday oh god yeah i just can't even cope um yeah (laughs) Uh, but it's funny because it does feel to me that we have only been doing this like for a couple weeks Mm -hmm. in some ways you know what i mean like it doesn't i don't feel that it's been this arduous journey to the top of the mountain it doesn't feel that way
1: no definitely not um and yeah, and so so yeah, we we've got our little kind of our our small but loyal audience, um, and you know, I think that we hit uh, a pretty big number at a pretty short um, point of time. But of course, uh, how would we know that if not by comparing ourselves to someone? I'm I'm guessing at mm. that based on friends that I know who have started other podcasts. I've got a bunch of friends actually that do podcasts, probably dozens or something but um you know mm. uh, and 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 some people have way fewer listeners than us and some people have way more listeners than us but anyway, all of that is is a very long way of of getting mm. into we were gonna talk about basically setting our own kind of ideas of success and defining that for ourselves and a little bit about kind of, the trap of comparing ourselves to others and and keeping Mm -hmm. an eye on other people to try and kind of um, judge ourselves by using other people as a yardstick for our own achievements. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, and this is like sort of on the border of common knowledge now and like social media is the absolute worst for that, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. seeing like somebody's, you know, branding a lot of the time, somebody who's actually like sat down either with a team or somebody and brainstormed and then like scheduled things. And like, that's not really how we live. Right. Um, And when you think of everything, Charlie Kaufman spoke about this so beautifully years ago, like when everything is marketing, nothing means anything anymore. Right. Like, it's just like, so if you're, if you and I, and I I know I've been doing it too, is like, if I think, Oh, there's not really anybody kind of like, showing us any love on Instagram or whatever. And it's just, you know, it's so what's the word? It's kind of empty to really be Mm. even having that yearning feeling anyway, because that wouldn't even mean that much to me because I know how it all works. But at the same time, um, I still would like, uh, you know, a little more, I don't know if validation is the right word because even one email for me is so validating or somebody leaves a voicemail that's just like I'm glowing, you know, for a week. Um, so yeah, I I I haven't been I've listened to like one or two other ADHD podcasts that have been quite valuable to me. Um and they're often structured in such a way where it's an expert that comes in and gives some really valuable information and that's great. And those are usually only about half an hour. So I don't even feel that the need to kind of compare myself to that or um you know, I'm, I'm going to forget her name. But, um what it, is it what in the ADHD? She's very mm-hmm. famous on YouTube. She's done a TED talk and she's a lovely person. And I don't even think about comparing myself to that or her because her experience is so different. Um, and so the people that I see, that are like getting a lot of attention, getting a lot of media interviews that have huge audiences. I don't feel that what we do is quite like that. So I don't, I don't necessarily feel like, oh shit, man, we're not doing it right. I feel kind of like, that's great that they're out there doing that, but there is still this little bit of a pang that's like, Oh, I hope people discover us in the same way. Um, but I also understand, like, I really see the value in like having, you know, shows and whatnot that give people the tools that they need to be able to cope in this messy world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like what we do is, is more kind of we're mining the sort of emotional depths I feel a lot of the time. Right. Like, you know, last week we did talk about the vagus nerve, which has been a great resource for me to know about that. Um, but like we are always reminding folks, we're not experts, right? Like this is just very much like our lived experience. Um, but yeah, the, the comparison spirals for me have often been really hard just in general in my life. So when I think about people who I went to journalism school with, and one of them is now like the executive director of um, Redpoint Media, and she was my roommate in school and like we were great pals right um and she even helped me out a few times kind of after that got me some great gigs writing for Swerve and whatnot but you know now she's doing that right like, you know she's a homeowner and she's a you know a parent she's got all these like responsibilities right and then Tyler who was my other roommate is off i think in the Windsor Star he's like managing director or something right um but yeah i try not to hold on to that too tightly cuz it just it just makes me feel inept even though I'm on my own path, right? Was that the direction I meant to go? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's. Yeah,
1: I think that that's key. What you were talking about about being, you know, recognizing that you're on your own path. Because I think, mm. I think that if 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 we were to just say, okay, we got to wrap the episode up in the next 30 seconds, that would be the biggest thing. Is is you know, don't don't worry about anyone but yourself because it's a it's a trap. Mm. Like it is, it's a really really mm. easy one to fall into. And a tough one to kind of get out of, of, you know, yeah. making those comparisons to people. And um, so, for example, you, you just brought up Jesse. Uh, so Jesse and I started doing music freelance writing around the same time. Um, that mm-hmm. would have been like mid two thousand, somewhere around there, 2004, 5, 6. Um, and yeah, so same thing, you know, like, I think I look at at where he is, um, you know, he just filed his first uh, feature for The Wire, which is like, in my opinion, the ne plus ultra of of mm. music journalism, and somewhere that I have personally wanted to write for since I was a fucking teenager, I assume him too. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and so, you know, it's like, I I think back to, you know, this, this year and a little bit of 2020 and how many freelance pitches I've sent out and how few of them, uh, got accepted. And then it's like, God damn, man, like I, 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 can see that he's out here able to do this and he's always got features coming out and presumably, you know, pitching five pieces a day or whatever, at least to different outlets and things like that. And, and it's really hard not to, Not to beat myself up about that and be like, well, if you, maybe if your attention wasn't all over the place and you had, you know, decided to stick with this thing that you liked and were good at, i.e. like music writing or whatever, maybe that's where you would be too. But then it's like, well, okay, but then you did a lot of other things that Jesse didn't. Like Jesse, Jesse Mm -hmm. pursued that path and as a result, he didn't for, for better or worse in both ways, you know, like he didn't spend 13 years, uh, in, in a corporate gig. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's, that's maybe it was less creatively satisfying. So he's better off than I am, uh, in that sense. But I suspect that I probably made a lot more money working at that corporate gig than, you Mm -hmm. know, someone would freelancing full-time, um, through that same chunk of years. Right. And so it's all, it's all trade-offs. Like, and and again, where mm-hmm. um if it if it gets tempting for me to be to to kind of think about how much quote worse off uh I am than this one person because they've kind of got something I want um again there's there's a nothing to stop me from continuing to pursue that like you know Mm -hmm. if I really got serious about I want to fucking have a byline in the wire by the end of 2023 or whatever like if I got really really serious about that that's not it's not an impossible thing um but but yeah so so that's part of it um and then uh shoot what was I gonna say um yeah, um, rec- okay, so recognizing that this stuff isn't always gone. Oh yeah, and that's the other part of it mm-hmm. is is again, there's there's really no reason for me to kind of sit and and sit with this you know, this jealousy or this kind of like mm-hmm. what could have been because again, this is someone that you and I are both friends with. I'm sure that he would not say no to like, "Hey, can we sit down for half an hour on Zoom? I just want to get like can, can you go over some Pitches of mine from recently, and like give me mm. give, give me pointers on what I could do better, or you know, blah yeah. blah, blah that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that he would be more than happy to sit down and help me out with that stuff, because like I said, we've known each other for a long time. so it's it's mm-hmm. like i could I could sit there and be envious of this person in my life that has these things that I want, or I can think like, oh, well, isn't it great that I have a fucking inside track? on how mm-hmm. I might be able to get these things for myself because I know someone else that's achieved these things already, so.
0: Right. And I mean, Jesse would obviously, there I go again with the, mm. you'll be editing that out. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I haven't seen him in person for a really long time, but one of the things I really appreciated about him was how open and receptive he was. And I remember he did actually kind of work short for a short period in a semi-corporate space at Swerve. Yeah, he hired me to write a couple a couple things for them, which I was really appreciative of. So he's probably had some experiences that have made him feel like I, I can't speak to right. that because I don't know what's inside his heart. But like I, I, I get the feeling that, you know, as a freelancer and the financial precarity that goes along with that delayed payments, um, you know, things running later than you think they're going to run. So, you know, like I think um, it often from the outside, freelancing often looks a lot more sexy than what it is. Uh, and you know, and I, and I love that he had a piece at the CBC about the big shiny tunes and like, I right, was yeah. just like, oh my God, that's what introduced me to Biff Naked, I think was big shiny tunes. And I used to love her back in the day. And yeah, so it's just really great that he's out there kind of living his best creative life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be an inspiration and also understanding that <laughs> it's so funny if he ever listens to this, like, why are you guys talking about me, man? <laughs> All he said was time is a flat banana, like, but anyway, he's just, he's just always struck me as somebody really smart. And, um, yeah, and I'm just really glad that he's out there doing his thing, but that doesn't mean that what either you and I are doing is any less significant, right? It's just that we're not following that linear path because our ADHD brains don't know how to do that. Um, and I have to remind myself that often, often, you know, that, Like the way that my career has kind of gone in all these different ways um, is not, it's not a character flaw. I have to kind of hammer that into myself sometimes that this is not, um, that I'm a deficient human being because I couldn't make it work at a, you know, a a stupid hierarchy with mediocre white men. I just couldn't make that work. And the people that do make it work, I know their souls are rotting inside and they, you know, (laughs) come home crying all the time. Like that's not life to me. Right. Like, yeah, you're collecting a paycheck, but if you're in tears more than once a week, that's not a good scene. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, yeah, the comparison thing has for a long time, like it would paralyze me if I would open Facebook back when I used to see it and see <clears throat> You know, you know the mean bitch from high school that added me on Facebook that I hadn't seen in years, and why the fuck does she care about what I'm doing? She doesn't. She added me because she wants to show off that she's in Bali on some yoga retreat. Fuck off. Like, that, that actually probably did make me feel bad on some level, but then on another level, it's like, do I want to go on a yoga retreat in Bali? No. So, whatever. Yeah. Right? Like, I think, you know, when we reflect on other creative folks doing great things, like that is definitely like their path and like they've pursued that. And yeah, like if you're sending out five pitches a day, you're going to see a lot more bylines. I've sent out one pitch this year to CBC and it got published. Like I could increase my odds by doing that more often. <laughs> I don't I know. I don't <laughs> know if you
1: would increase your odds. If you're shooting one for one right now, batting a thousand, like that, that's, you, you gotta, you gotta retire with a perfect record. Yeah,
0: that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do have this idea of, like, kind of um, expanding on the piece that I did for Program Sound about what it what it sounds like for me to be out in the world, and I really want to pitch it to um, Tapestry on CBC. Mm. I just need to figure out how to do a proper export for radio, because I've not done that. Like, with the Program Sound, it's like, the idea was that you wear headphones to really hear what was going on, but I don't know how to make that translate into radio, like, whether it's, like... Exported as a WAV file. I don't know. My sister might be able to help me out because she did two years at um, radio and broadcast journalism at Fanshawe before doing her undergrad. So when she's not like totally swamped with school like she is at the moment, it's like, my sister got here. Yay. Oh, okay. I'm not going to see you now because you're going to be so busy. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I do have those kind of creative thoughts percolating that I want to pursue, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and recognizing that my uniqueness is actually my strength, and not and not a shortcoming, like I am a weirdo, you know, I don't like I don't fit in environments where sameness is celebrated and difference is uh, um, dismissed, mm-hmm. right? So I I may as well just kind of appreciate that instead of feeling like such a leper. It's not a bad thing to say these days, saying that you're a leper? I don't know.
1: I don't think so. Should I mean, to... it's, okay. it's you know, <laughs> well, it's, it's, everybody understands the context here. Like, it's not. Yeah, I, mm. I, I I think that that's still a safe uh, a safe metaphor. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm I'm curious about something. I want to kind of go down one specific direction here, but um, I don't know if mm. you're up for it. So something mm. that I think might be interesting is to talk about um, comparing yourself to people that are younger than you. Um, mm. and so I know that you have something specific along those lines from recently. If you're willing to share, great. And if not, I'll just uh, jump into my piece.
0: Okay. Can you remind me what the thing is about recently about somebody younger? Uh
1: From your interview uh, that you, the other day, you said that someone else got this position that was... Oh,
0: right. Um, so it wasn't so much that it was a position, it was like a contract thing. Um, and that it was never explained to me. Like, it was kind of like weird. Like, I signed this sort of contract to be doing X number of hours to do this thing. I thought we were moving forward and then everything stopped. I did about three hours of work. And then got an email from the the person who had kind of brought me in saying that, you know, it's great that you're doing this community capacity thing. Let us know what toolkits you develop, blah, blah, blah. And it was a blow off email. And I was mm, like, mm. What? I was just really confused. But then when I looked on LinkedIn and I saw, you know, they're doing these panel discussions with this person, all these different things. And she's, you know, 30 years, my junior, big social media following. And that really hurt me. Um, because I realized that that was something that they were going to value as somebody that could help them build their, build their audience. Right. Somebody who's younger. Um, and that it just, there was nothing I could do about that. But I also realized like that was the event where I had a migraine in the middle of the event. I probably wasn't, you know, showing up and impressing them or wowing them with my enthusiasm for the thing. Um, and and maybe it really didn't have anything to do with the the youth or the um, the social media following. And it's funny because I, I had settled I'd pretty much let that go. And Owen and I were talking about it when we were out at one point, and he was like, "Ageism is everywhere. There's nothing you can do about it." Like, and I have to recognize now, even though I don't necessarily feel like a woman in her fifties, I am a woman in my fifties, and um. When it comes to things like marketing and, and forward facing kind of things, uh, youth is more valued in that than, um, than lived experience. That's been my impression. I think it's flawed. I don't agree with it. I think it's total bullshit. Like, I think I bring a lot more to the table um, than somebody who's like fresh out of grad school, right? Um, but I can't, I can't fix that. I can fight against it. But I also don't want to turn into the person who's on LinkedIn bitching about it all the time because that's toxic too, right? And LinkedIn lately, I don't know what the hell they're doing. It looks too much like Facebook. But like, um, yeah, I, I don't want to waste so much of my pressure, creative energy, feeling shitty and feeling reactive and like an angry chihuahua on social media growling at everybody. That's not really the vibe I want in my life. I want more peace. Yeah. Does that, does that all make sense? Like. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's things that I can't fix. Like, I don't, I don't want to be younger. I was kind of an asshole in my 20s. I don't want to be that person again. I've grown so much. And I've, you know, moved on with my life. And I've done things that I'm actually genuine, genuinely proud of. Um, and I've been there for people in a way that is meaningful to me. I, and so that I'm trying to hold on to. Yeah. And tell me your story about that.
1: Well, I was just I was just thinking about the... So, the 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 comparing yourself to someone younger than you and getting mad when you find yourself coming up short, uh, it, that's a very frequent thing for me. Um, just as a member of the kind of music and performing arts and whatnot mm. communities, is you know, because I've I've been the um the 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 shit hot young eighteen year old in a really good band. Uh, and I've also been the old guy in an old guy band with a bunch of old guys, you know, <laughs> getting his lunch ate by the opening act and getting made fun of or whatever. Like I've, I've been on mm. both sides of that. Um, and yeah, and, and so that's... Opening
0: act, were assholes in that situation, by the way. Anyway. Well,
1: yeah, no, that's, 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 that that's actually a very funny story. Um, mm. you know what? Maybe, maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll dive into that one real quick. So, so we played this show, um at uh where was it at the Stetson RIP um and this this band opened for us and just these guys that were probably I don't know 10 or so years younger than us and just they were just being fucking dicks just you know the same shit that I would have done when I was 18 of just like assuming everybody who's older than me is a dipshit that doesn't know anything and blah 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 um mm. Anyway, and so so I'm getting my drum set up and I can hear these two kids, guys, whatever you want to call them, these two young people uh, standing <laughs> off to the side, pretending to whisper talk shit, but doing like conspicuously loud so that, of course, I can hear and whatever. Um, anyway, so it was just really funny <laughs> because so they, they play their set and blah, blah, blah. And then later on that night... Um, that I was talking to someone about something, and one of them was nearby and overheard the conversation, and basically it was that, you know, we were talking about this other band that I had been in, and that was when the fucking drummer and the guitar player, these two guys that have been making fun of me, realized that, like, oh, they actually fucking love me and can't get enough of me (laughs) because of this old band that I was in, like, five years before that or whatever, that they were all over and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, I see. I see how it is now. Now now I'm the fucking cool guy. Like, fuck off, Whoa. you little dipshits, but, <laughs> <Whoa>.
0: <laughs> so, Isn't that um, amazing.
1: yeah, no, it, like, like, it felt, it felt good in the end of it, but the first little bit of it didn't, obviously, getting, getting made fun of sucks, um, whether there's merit to it or not, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. so, so that's, that's something that, like, it's weird being the old person in a young people space, um, uh, and, mm. and so you see that in, like I said, in music, um, the one thing that I absolutely love about having gotten back into improv is just meeting and spending time with people that are totally outside of my demo. You know, like there's a lot of people around Mm. my age, but then there's also a lot of people who are like 18, 19, 20. And there's also Mm. a lot of people who are, you know, in their fifties and sixties. Like it's a really, really great kind of range. And yeah. And so that's like, that's another thing where, you know, like, um, when when I see someone uh, who's a musician, maybe they're way younger than I am and way better at their instrument, or if I'm at doing improv and there's, again, someone who's literally less than half my age and just, like, mm. absolutely killing it with, you know, a, a, a lifetime less training and workshops and all this stuff that I have – and it's it's really easy to get into that comparison place and be like mm-hmm. well what the fuck is the point of me showing up for any of this shit then if like you know if if there's people half my age that are way better than this already better better than me at this already like what what mm-hmm. do i even need to be around here for and that's you know it, it's not only untrue as far as like it's self defeating to think that stuff but it's also yeah. untrue in the way that um everybody brings different things to the table, especially with improv as compared to music. Um, you know, every, everyone brings different skill sets and different points of view and, and whatever it is that's special about themselves to the table. And so being, being the best improviser doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a good show. You know, it's like, let, like let's, let's mm. say you made, let's say you made a band and, And, you know, you were like, well, we're going to make the best band in the world. So we're going to get the best bass player and the best guitar players and the best drummer and the best singers. You're going to have five absolute egomaniac assholes soloing (laughs) over each other. And you're not going to you're not going to have a great time at that concert because you've got Mm -hmm. all the best people there doing their jobs. But because they can't work together and want to, like, you know, big themselves up or whatever, you you just end up with this kind of cacophony, um, and yeah. so it's it's a lot more like even if you're not the person who is always getting the big laugh, you are just as valuable to that performance because mm-hmm. you can't you can't just have five guys doing punchlines. There needs to be a setup. There needs to be serious scenes. There needs to be all these different kinds of of things um, adding that variety to make for a good show. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so true, Jordan. And like, it's often in those like little bits of glue that are holding things together where all the nuances and like that, it's so important. And, and like, having a bunch of superstars together, just yeah, it would just make for a hot ego mess, right? Um, but it, I think it's true that when you're younger, that you're more inclined to want that, like to want the spotlight to be the star of the show and to want to be really seen as the up and coming or whatever, right? Um, And I think as a society, that is often, I mean, Osvaldo has bumped up against that in his career as an artist, because the art, the art scene is always about the hot young star, you know, standing in his sexy jeans in front of his huge painting, right? Like, you know, this big loft studio that don't even fucking exist in Vancouver anymore. Like, anyway, um, that that youth and that prize, you know, um, the prize of, you know, youth Mm -hmm. Is like it is also flawed. I can't remember who the comic was who talked about that years ago. Maybe it was Craig Ferguson. I think he's become problematic. But anyway, <laughs> he he, uh, he said, you know, like it's so ridiculous that um, that there's all this like money being spent on on young people, you know, in marketing and whatever, and they're being prized for that. And he said, like young people are fucking idiots. You don't know anything yet. Like when you're twenty years old, you, you haven't most people haven't had the kind of life experience to really give them the depth that um, that, that can only come with being on the planet for a while, mm-hmm. right? So And you have that. You have that depth because you've been around for a while and you have the technical knowledge and you understand the bigger picture of why things fit together the way they do. And you can be more present to the other person because you're not so worried about being the star, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I can still see why it would sting a little bit if you're out at a thing and somebody is like getting getting all the audience response. Cause that's part of the deal. Like you're, you want the dopamine. Totally. Right. Like, um, but yeah, I, I feel you on that one. Right. Like that people value newness more than nuance. And I think that that is a big problem. <laughs> than what's creating a lot of the issues that we have in our world. Right. Cause you have yeah. people that don't know about how to think beyond themselves. Like that's it's so important to be able mm-hmm. to do that. If we're gonna be in a society together, you need to think about how other people are gonna feel about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? I
1: I think that you brought up a really good point there too about, um, uh, you know, you were saying that that there's always in the art world there's always this kind of young hot thing or whatever, and that's that I feel like is that's every culture industry kind of thing right is is mm. that's that's fashion uh both in terms of designers and models that's definitely music um you know look at Billie eilish perfect example she was what 16 17 when she started kind of releasing music mm. um you know, there's, there's, uh, and sorry, I'm not saying that the reason for her success is because she's young. I'm just mm. using that as an, as a. You rarely, Susan Boyle aside, see cases of older people coming out of nowhere to start a music mm-hmm. career, right? So, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's 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 fashion, music, art. Um, you know, theater. The literary like we were talking world. About. Oh, absolutely, the literary world. Yeah, totally. Unless you're
0: Margaret Atwood, right? But like, everybody wants like the twenty year old with like the trauma story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just yeah. Keep going on that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh right? no, no, no.
1: I was I was just saying that like that's you know there there is that that ageism is everywhere. That 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 emphasis on youth and that assumption that youth always means big brash bold ideas and <laughs> divergent thinking and like oh well this person must want to do things differently because they're young and it's like i don't know it it took i was definitely you know older than than my late teens 20s um before i really started to question and unlearn some of the assumptions that i had about the world <laughs> mm-hmm. So,
0: and I was reading somewhere, and I'm gonna have to look up where that was. That our brains are still developing well into our 20s. Mm-hmm. So, if your brain is still developing, then the ideas that you're having um, it's not that they don't have merit, it's just that they kind of lack the full nuance and maturity of your brain being fully together. Um, so it's just interesting that people are running around trying to hire and showcase. And this is nothing to say bad against being young. You know, it is good to be a young person and to want to do good in the world. Um, But to kind of like drop the idea that it's like um, the only way to view the world, like that, like there are other voices that matter and other voices that have been around for a while that can contribute to that. It's not, it doesn't need to be an either or, I guess is what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say, right? Like there can be like bridges across generations where you learn from each other, right? Instead of like, directly competing for and let's face it attention is kind of the economy more or less these days right so if you know the attention economy is saying well you know if you're young and shiny and you put silly little stickers on your face um, (laughs) but the people that are doing that are being told that's the way that they succeed right so I also I don't even call that narcissism anymore I've come to understand that that is like a conditioning response like Mm. this is the only way I'm going to get any attention so I better do this like, I did the same thing on Flickr when I started, first started Flickr. It was all landscapes. And then I posted one selfie and, like, whoa, like, oh, oh, people are out there in the world. Shit, okay, I'll keep doing this for a while then. Until I got sick of it, I stopped. Yeah. But, like, it's um, it's interesting to me that there, there is kind of, like, um, like a divide there that is unnecessary. Because, like, when you try to divide people, then they're less likely to see that it's actually the system that's fucked and not each other. mm and I think that, you know, when we talk about that, and I just want listeners to know, especially if you're in a younger age group, it's not that I'm angry at you, or that I don't want you to succeed. I just feel like the system is kind of feeding you ideas and ways of being in the world that aren't healthy for you or anybody else, right? Um, and like, that's just the, the community minded person in me wants to remember that, right? Like, that, that, yeah, when I was that age, I was, I was defiant as fuck. And the only place I could work was in a restaurant because even then, like it wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) And I would often be like in major scraps with the assistant manager about things. But, um, yeah. And yeah. When, when, when it comes to ADHD too, right. It's like, um, the injustice sensitivity, like when things aren't right in the world, you want to, you want to do something about Mm -hmm. that. Right. You can't, you can't abide it. Right. (laughs) Um, anyway, but yeah, those little pricks at the at the bar—that's so funny. i was still thinking about that. That they, oh wait, we like you, yeah, asshole. Buy me a drink.
1: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> I I still I I see one of those people around to this day, and obviously this was close to 15 years ago now. Oh, well, not that mm. long, maybe 10. Um, and yeah, and and it's just funny because yeah, I've I've never ever once brought it up since, but that's always just like in my head of like uh, you thought you could make fun of me and then you wanted to kiss my fucking ass. Fuck you, you stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah. Just goes I,
0: to show you. Yeah, right?
1: I'm, I'm just going to be a little petty bitch about this one thing.
0: Yeah. That is kind of the ADHD thing too. It's like I'm going to hang on to this thing for dear life because I'm getting some measure of dopamine from being angry at you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or oh, or yeah. just hey that that that's a basis for comparison. That's that's uh, a, a comparison where I can always feel superior to that person because I remember <laughs> yeah. this, the time that this person stuck their fucking foot in their mouth in a really funny way. So. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: I'm a better human being than you are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I see that we're coming up on an hour though. Yes, Do you indeed. feel like we did, we did talk about what we meant to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so. Um, so yeah, I don't know, unless you had any other particular kind of like comparison stories you wanted to tell or, or something related to kind of that stuff. Um, I don't have any off top, but.
0: No, no, I just want to kind of hold space to say like, like for myself and, and and you and anybody that's listening that um, where you are on your path is where you are on your path. And you're neither like a header behind or below anybody else. You're just where you're at and it's all relevant. And, and it's all important that we stick around and like keep trying, right. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter what the outcomes are, sometimes the short-term outcomes are not what you'd want. Like what just happened with me with that gig that I thought was going to sustain me financially is not happening. So now I need to look for something else but I'm still here. I'm still doing my best. You know, there's still a lot to celebrate. You know, the world is still a beautiful place, even though we're doing our best to destroy it, you know? So <laughs> I just you know, try to remember that on a lighter note. Hey, Robbie, hyper-focus on the positive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> huh. It's important to remind yourself of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I you know I always say this, but if you're out there and it's a, It's a rough start to Mercury retrograde or whatever going on for you. Like, hang in there. Just hang in there and keep going.
1: That Mercury will start grading in the normal way real soon. (laughs) right?
0: Yeah. Emails will make sense again. People will stop ghosting you. Yeah. All those things. I never look forward to, like, the people from my past springing up in Mercury retrograde. I'm like, who's it going to be this time? I hope maybe it'll be a good thing. I wonder if you reached out to me in a mercury retrograde. Now that I think Ooh, about interesting. that. That'd be interesting to find out if that was actually happening at that point. Cause it was kind of like we had lost touch a little bit and then it was like, Oh, Hey, me mm-hmm. too. I have ADHD. Great. I shouldn't say me too. Me as well, because that's a different thing.
1: Well, I, I think, I think that, yeah, I don't know. I, that kind of stuff is tough for me. I get the intention there, but I don't think that we should eliminate the phrase me too from English because of mm-hmm. this one connotation that it has now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I absolutely love what Tarana Burke is doing and I want to re- read her book Unbound. It's funny that, yeah, that was my, that was my Twitter handle Unbound for the right. years. Yeah. Um, not that I have anything to compare there because her life experience is so much different, but yeah, I love what she's doing. Um, anyway. On that note, what are we wrapping with? Are we going to say anything? What do we have to say about anything? (laughs)
1: Well, uh, thank you to our 300 average per episode listeners, as well as anyone who has at any point given a play to any of our episodes, contributing to this giant pool of 20,000 plays that we're now uh, swimming in, diving into, Mm. like Scrooge McDuck into his vault of gold coins. And speaking Mm. of gold coins, um, thank you especially to anyone who's given us any money to do this podcast, including Mm -hmm. our Patreons, excuse me, our patrons over at patreon.com slash holy shit, I have ADHD. Lindsay, Dave, Jill, Paige, and Brianna. And if you'd like to join their ranks for as little as a dollar Canadian a month, you can help us support the podcast. Um, We've also got transcriptions of uh, the most recent episodes, and we're working our way back through the old log, and there will be some other uh, written material popping up there real soon. So thanks so much for checking that out.
0: Yes, and um, I also wanted to say another way that you can support the podcast too is uh by subscribing by sharing it on your social channels um and uh doing that old rating thing i think is at apple's podcast that you can rate things on so any of those things really do make a difference because Mm -hmm. the more you interact with what we're putting out the more um other folks can see it and hopefully get some benefit so Mm -hmm. yeah thanks everybody
1: (laughs) if you enjoyed holy shit i have adhd Subscribing to and reviewing it on your podcast platform of choice helps more neurodivergent folks find us, as does following and promoting the show on social media.
0: A full list of platforms is on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash holy shit, I have ADHD. While you're there, why not leave us a voicemail? You can also share your thoughts on this episode or your own ADHD experiences with us at guessed it holy shit i have adhd at gmail.com or via our social media pages in the episode notes bye for now and hyper focus on the positive